listening on Doctor's Message. From pain to progress. From becoming to became. Ladies and gentlemen, you're blessed. You're successful. You will become successful after listening to this empowering discussion that we're about to have today. It's my pleasure to be able to bring some profound information, something that can give you guys some spiritual CPR. I know that we have people struggling, going through day by day, trying to get to their dreams, trying to reach their goals. But we all are doing, we all doing the same thing. It's a constant journey. Today, I have a special guest by the name of Benjamin Chikora. Mm-hmm. So Benjamin is going to be here with me today. Um, we're going to have some enriching discussions, and we're going to make music with talking about our pains and our struggles and what we have noticed in the community and what is going to be able to help somebody else out there be able to you know, start tapping into their destiny too. So Benjamin, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us what you do. All right. Um, so I hail from Baltimore, Maryland, a Nigerian-American, Igbo to be specific. Um, I attend Howard University College of Pharmacy, currently in my third year, uh, pursuing my PharmD degree, class of 2019. Um, we're going to be talking about a lot of different things today, but uh, as we move from topic to topic, I think that the general theme amongst the topics that we talk about is overcoming and achieving. Wonderful. Uh, a lot of times that uh, we, we people will be in a situation and people will tell you what you cannot do, but very rarely will somebody tell you what you can do. And uh, that's what we're trying to change right now in society around us. You know, We just put this positive message out into the air and hope for that change and inspire that change Wonderful. And, and become what we want to see. So. Amen. You know, one of the reasons why I asked Benjamin to hop on this session today is uh, Benjamin is a powerful speaker. He's uh, he's a tr- he's a he's going to be a problem out there. He he has a lot of volume of of knowledge, a lot of volume of ways to problem solve. And uh, if you don't control Benjamin, you're gonna it's gonna give you a whole book in one day. Um, but that's what we want out here. That's what we want people to embrace their passion, embrace their skill. So, you know, before we get to the meat of the, the, the topic today, Benjamin, I just want to ask you a question, man. You know, you're a pharmacy student. You are in year, year three? My year third. Year three. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people will be like, oh, he's a pharmacy student. He's Nigerian. What, what's, of course, duh. You know, Nigerians are always striving for the most. But, Benjamin, tell me about your pain getting to this point. You know, um, coming up, I was trying to figure out what I wanted to do. Coming up, there's a lot of pressure on Nigerians specifically. Um, anybody of immigrant parents, they, they kind of know the struggle of, you know, it's pretty much doctor, lawyer, engineer, or failure. And um, that's big on somebody that's just trying to get through pre-calculus. You know, they're just trying to take it step by step. They're not really sure of their own identity yet. They kind of have to make this decision that dictates the rest of their working lives, and um, it's no easy feat. You know, getting those professional degrees, getting admissions to the school, 
going through the process of, of college and, and having to maintain a, uh, academic grades on a stellar level is, is no easy feat. So it's hard in itself. And um, doing all this while growing into yourself, figuring yourself out is a challenge in its own. You know, that's the thing, you know, as you mentioned, somebody's trying to escape pre-calculus. You know, doing my journey, you know, I told myself, you know, when I started, you know, my medical journey, I remember going through my struggle. Um, I've talked to you guys about this in the intro. I'll mention it again briefly. You know, me, I took the MCAT four times. MCAT is the, you know, medical whatever exam that you used to, you know, you know, present a score that allows you to apply. You know, every program has a different um, range of what they accept. And, you know, I just wasn't hitting any range that was acceptable in most um, medical schools. You know, but it wasn't a real true reflection of the work I was putting in. I was busting my tail every season. Um, you only get a chance to take the exam at least twice within that window. Why? Because you have to build up that stamina. You have to build up that um, overall step-by-step um, -step gathering of information just to be prepared. Because once you take that exam, you don't do well. You've waited for some time, period, before you get that score. Most of the time, the knowledge that you accumulated starts to evacuate. You, you don't care about the exam after. So if any hiccups, you have to, you have to apply the same or even more than you did last time so you can do better. So that was, that, that wore on me, you know, that took a heavy toll, you know, but I told myself when I was given the opportunity to go to St. George's, which is a Caribbean route, that as I journeyed this journey, I will wear my pains that I felt in those seasons on my sleeve because it's a reminder that I'm in journey to help others journey. And that has motivated me through the, through the year. I'm meeting students um, that message me <clears throat> at junior college, taking trigonometry, you know, taking biology one, you know, asking questions about medicine. They're struggling in that class or things like that, thinking that maybe they won't be good enough to go to medical school. But I'm able to let them know, listen, you've yet to even scratch the surface. Biology one, are you taking yourself away? Listen, man, apply more effort. Keep going. Regardless of what happens, A, B, or C, you could still become a doctor. And that's not the that does not dictate so, Benjamin, so, you know, just not to take away from, you know, your, your time here, I want to continue getting more information out of you. So, you've gone through that pain. You talked to us about what it feels like, right? Tell us your experience, what you got into your journey. Uh, you're talking about uh, from the actual school, the pharmacy school, or the beginning of, you know, the, the progression there, the build-up? Just up. tell us from progression into pharmacy school. Okay. Um, so, college is... A time where people are a personal renaissance, if you will. Okay, a lot of times people won't be living in the house they spent 17 years growing up in. Um, you're not on your own per se, but it's a pseudo individuality reality that you're living in. Meaning that you know, home is is but a phone call away. If you ever need to go home, it's it's usually accessible. But at the same time, you're probably going to sleep. By your, you're going you're going to sleep by yourself, not in your bed which that you're used to growing up with. So it's a different experience, and and that time in itself makes you realize that the things that you grew up with, the things you know, the the, the habitat that was high school, the same eight hour routine every day, the people that you're always around, they might not necessarily be the ones that were for your character, you know, there's a difference between building bonds out of proximity and building bonds out of out of 
linking hearts. You see what I'm saying? So you kind of need to look into yourself at that point and, tr- and try to say, who am I? Why am I who I am? And what are the implications of this? So I think college is the first time a lot of people really have the discussion with themselves and they try to find themselves. And me personally, when I went to college, um, well, first of all, I have an older brother and I kind of was in his shadow a lot before that time. And this was the, the first time I was in, in a new sea, um, kind of on my own, wanted to make a name for myself, wanted to be more than just, you know, person X, little brother. And um, I was at this school. I didn't really have an overbearing parent saying, be back by so-and-so time. But, you know, with that freedom, you had to make sure that you kept yourself in check and had the discipline in order to make sure that you were successful because at the end of the day, you are in college to get a degree. You're always in school to get a degree. And I think having your priorities in order is something that we have to make a personal responsibility. And once you're out, you're out. If you fail, then you fail. You don't have a second chance. And everything that you have worked, you know, to get to that point for is lost. So that's that's that was just the beginning of my journey and going through it and learning about myself. And, um, you know, eventually I learned a lot of things. I learned things I liked, learned things I didn't like grew a lot as a person through my experiences and those who I spoke to, um, I started to learn that there is something to be learned from everybody. You, it doesn't matter about how many credentials they have or if they're a seasoned, I'm sorry, seasoned veteran or anything of the nature. Anybody that you are having a conversation with, you there is something that you can learn from that that you can take and apply to your own life and, and, and be better because of it. You see, the thing is we must constantly be in a, a state of flux. If you are the same person that you were yesterday, that means you have not grown. You may not be worse than you were yesterday, but you are not better. And I think that those who are motivated to be the best version of themselves need to constantly be reevaluating it and putting in that time and that energy to say, okay, how was yesterday? What what happened? Um, you know, How can I be better because of it? It doesn't need to be major events. It can be small events. But that's how you have uh, who you were first day of freshman year to who you are the last day of your senior year and the growth and everything in between. Um, so I graduated, I went to pharmacy school, which is a whole nother growth in itself. You know, you, what was you were accustomed to for the four years prior, um, you have, you build upon that. Now you found your identity, you found who you were. I knew some things about myself. I, I matured as a person. Um, I, I started getting more productive in my time, knew how to go about things, how to lay down, how to study, how to be productive, how to be, to be a leader, I would say, in a sense. Definitely one thing I learned was how to be a leader and how to inspire others and motivate others. And, it, it, you know, Anthony here says that I have a gift for speaking. It didn't come natural. I had to learn that through or, uh, organizing a lot of meetings and, and, and leading a lot of discussions. And a lot of times they were on the fly. I had some prepar- preparations, some organization, you know, stuff like that, things I would get ready for the meetings. But um, people wouldn't show and uh, people that were supposed to speak wouldn't show. So I would have to speak about things on the fly extemporaneously um, um, in front of a huge body of people. And a lot of people have a fear of that, but you can either let something be counterproductive to your cause or you can embrace it and be strong because of it, be better because of it. And that's what we were talking about before with the being better than you were yesterday because it wasn't easy, but you grow as a person and these things become valuable as you progress through the rest of your life. Speech is very important, but I digress. So as I got um, to pharmacy school, I learned how to go about things, how I needed to progress. 
Um, of course, I was there, excited to get into the program, learn about the material, become the drug specialist I wanted to be um, in my career. Um, but I did a lot of personal growth, and, and we will talk about that later, but I'll turn it back over. So, you know, we've just kind of seen the progression from college um, and into pharmacy. And you can see that, you know, there are a lot of details that he probably didn't mention um, in college. But the overall was breaking that moment and trying to get over to the next moment, which is not pharmacy. Um, you know, I want to ask Benjamin, um, so when you got into pharmacy school, right? Now, the main focus, college we all know what we all will face in college. Right. You know, this session now, the main point of from pain to promise is getting us to the next ultimate level. And now I will tell you that you are at an ultimate level. You can finish pharmacy and you'll be set for life. Mm -hmm. Right? So what are some pressures while in pharmacy school have you faced that you say has changed you but pinpoint some major moments that you feel like this is when you started knowing that you were truly becoming. Um, there's a number of, of um, pressures to talk about, but I can just talk about one in particular that I feel like um, just would be important for people to hear. And um, anybody that would find themselves in a similar situation would uh, hope to hear this message, think about this, and, and maybe attack it in a different manner. But um, when you have these competitive schools to get into, and, you know, those people that are getting into the program are competitive in nature. You need to be competitive in nature in some degree in order to compete and achieve. So they get into the program and they kind of want to be better than the person to their left, better than the person to their right. But one of the things that I've learned in the program is that it shouldn't be like that. It should be I'm helping the person to my left, helping the person to my right. I want them to do well. If they do better than me. That's you know that's that's still what's up. I mean, we're all doing well. If I get a if I get a ninety, you you get a ninety five. You get a ninety five. I'm happy we all did well. And it's very hard to fight that um, that envy and that that resentment as oh I was putting in this work and they did better than me or they they did better than me and that's so forth. But what you got to remember is success is comprised of a square, if you will. There's four corners to that square. Uh, we have uh, I'm sorry, discipline. We have beliefs, we have gifts, and we have passion. Take take okay. take some time and really go into that square. That's a powerful, you know, sense of information. I've never heard of that before. Expand on that some more so that the listeners can really, really take from that. All right. So we'll start with gifts. Um, it's no secret that uh, Johnny can sit down and look at this manual digest in 30 minutes and, and, and make the Ikea desk. But um, but Bryant, uh, or Bryant will look at it and it might take him a little longer. And um, cut, 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 cut. Can we cut? Continue. Can we cut? We'll, we'll cut. Okay, 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 we can cut stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. I didn't want to use Johnny and Bryant because it's the racial. Okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. But, no, we can keep, yeah, we can we cut. Can, okay, yeah. okay. Um, so, um, Stewart, their name is Stewart, um, Adam can can look at the manual and it'll take him 30 minutes to build the IKEA desk but at the same time Johnny can look at the the IKEA manual and and put it might take him longer to to put that desk together it might take him a couple hours 
You know, maybe he doesn't process the information as fast. That's a gift. That's something that you're born with. That's something that is a result of biologics. And there is no amount of training that will ever take that gift away from somebody. And some people see that and get frustrated and say, dang, this person started studying last night. And he got an A. I've been studying for, all, for, uh, for two weeks. Now he still did better than me. And there's a lot of resentment and envy that can come from that. But you got to understand that some people will just catch things faster. Um, and knowing that no matter how smart you might think you are, there's going to be somebody smarter than you. So there's some humility that people need to learn when, when going forward with that. And we can all benefit from, from recognizing that that is something that we all have issues with, whether you want to admit it or not, mm-hmm. and go forward with, like we said, being better than the person you were yesterday. Wonderful. That is the gift. Okay. The beliefs are the faith, knowing that you can do something and, and it's possible for you to do something. You're in a corner and you need a, a 95 to get a B in the class. The person who doesn't believe has already failed. The only person that can stop you is yourself. You see, nobody can stop you from getting what you need to get, you know, achieving what you need to achieve. But the moment you believe that you cannot do it, you have already lost, like you said. So you have to believe that you can in order to do it. And we can do anything we put our minds to. There have been people caught in tougher situations who have made it out because they never stopped believing. And they they had that influence of self-worth and self uh, passion and, and we'll get into passion next actually um, self self drive to get to where they need to get so the passion is what fuels the belief it's that fire inside of us that says I believe in this this is this is the horse this is the work this is the method the means by which I'm going to get to that belief this is the, the drive that's going to push me forward to get there this is the the moxie the nothing is going to stop me I'm going to get there that is the determination you know, that's the thing that keeps you up late at night when you know you, you want to go to your bed and go to sleep and you realize it's not worth it or so forth. Those, when you have that passion, it's it's great and it will help you be successful in your venture. If that's what you choose to do, you have to choose to believe and that passion is going to guide you to your beliefs. Now, the last thing I'm going to attack is the discipline because you can be passionate, you can, you can have gifts, you can believe you can do it, but if somebody sends you a text to your phone saying that there's a move that night and, and everybody's going to hit the happy hour or, or do this, that, and the third, and you have no discipline, all that can go out the window. You can be the smartest person ever, but if you're overconfident and still don't prime your mind to think about these difficult concepts in the moment and, and get ready for the task at hand, you walk into the, to the exam the next day tired and anybody can get got. And that's the humility that comes in understanding that Discipline is very important in everything that we do. You know, and please just briefly, like quickly, um, where did you get that four cor- uh, corners of, what's it called again? Uh, the four corners of success. Four corners of success. Where did you get that from? Um, I heard a speech actually this past weekend at a, a sales conference I went oh, nice. to in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, Dr. Randall Pinkett. Wow. Uh, yeah, he's a, a powerful speaker as well. Um, he was the runner-up. Well, he was a finalist in the first episode, uh, the first season of um, The Apprentice. Mm. Yeah, the first, the first, wow, and, it, wow. and it was something he said that really resonated with me, and I, I kind of took it and taken it and applied it to principles of my own life. So, you know, just just to segue from the main focus here, why were you at a sales conference and, ph- and you in pharmacy? 
I'm in pharmacy, but the person who I am is I'm very eclectic in my nature. You know, I like to dabble in different interests. I'm in pharmacy school, but, you know, that's just my first step of many. This is more so so I can um, secure the bag. So I have that net and then the day I'll be able to pay my bills. I'll be able to navigate and be set. But I have a lot of different projects I'm working on currently while I'm in school and that I plan to work on when I get out so that I can, you know, achieve the status I want to achieve. Now, I believe I have a gift with uh, talking and, and so forth and convincing others and projecting my, my, my opinion. So I think that sales would be something I was good in. And being at that conference, I wanted to meet some some of the representatives of some of the pharma companies that I can say, you know, hey, I'm, a, I'm, about, to do, I'm about to be a pharmacist in a couple of years. Um, you know, I have this clinical knowledge. I also have the presentation skills. Who do you know that could, you know, make everybody a winner in this situation? You know, you mentioned just, you know, give, you know, securing a bag. Like, we have listeners who've never heard that term yeah, before. Yeah, true. Apparently, what, y'all haven't heard it in the South. There's yeah. some people at the conference that didn't hear that. Huh? So, what do you, does that mean? So, um, I think DJ Cal was one of the people that kind of made the term popular. Um, but... In, to me, at least, securing the bag is doing what you have to do in order to do what you want to do. When you've secured the bag, you have put yourself in a situation where you cannot falter. You, you have enough to support yourself. You have enough to support others. You have enough to be content, if you will. You have enough to be content and be comfortably content. It's not a content as in, you know, I'm not making enough to really support others or you know I'm, I'm okay but i think when you secure the bag it's more so of a oh i'm good where i am at least financially you know at least financially and as much as the people make like may like to downplay the importance of money money is very important as well money is power money is the reason why we have an idiot as the president of the united states wow okay money is a, a very influential force in this world and the sooner people realize the sooner you realize it the better off you will be so, like I said, sometimes you have to do things you don't want to do in order to, or things that you have to do in order to do what you want to do. Am I passionate about being a pharmacist? I'm passionate about helping people and making a difference. I'm gifted in the sciences. I put the two together and said, you know what? Pharmacy would be a great stop for me. You know, it's not the most detrimental investment of time. It wouldn't be something that would take me forever. I could be out. I'll graduate at 25, you know, and I was still be well off and I'll be making some good money so that I can really delve off into the realm of my other interests on the side. Mm -hmm. See, that's to me, at least that's what securing the bag is. Okay. Yeah, man. Secure the bag alert. I've heard that too from, you know, DJ Khaled and definitely the point of this podcast that we're airing, you know, for you guys to listen is to empower you to start thinking about what is going to allow you to secure the bag. Um, you know, just, you know, to add, there's a book that is a, there's, there's attached to this podcast that I would like for you, for the listeners to, you know, get involved with is my book called From Becoming to Became. Um, there's a list of, you know, topics which I expand on. I like to use some context from medicine, but I'm talking about life. I'm talking about motivating you. I'm talking about figuring out what it is that is going to allow you to move forward also figuring out what it is that is not allowing you to move forward and that's where you know going to these conferences that um, Benjamin spoke about reading these books collecting gems right that can be applicable to your current 
you know, before I started my journey, there's a book, you know, I encourage the listener to go and uh, pick up. It's a very small book and it's actually, you know, reflective of its name, The Power of Small. A very small book. I can't remember the author off the top of my head right now, but that book, when I was reading it, it was an easy read for me, but it had so many gems. It gave me hope. I read that book and I was I became a believer again. Um, I started to take notes of those things and I started to imbibe them so that, you know, I could start putting that in my conscience and start meditating upon that. And I rode that positive wave that the book gave me and kept me encouraged to continuously keep trying. This is 2013 when I thought I was, I was going to remain a standstill. In that time when I wasn't getting into medical school, I was, pre I was prepping my mind on, you know, buying cars, shipping them to Nigeria. I was going to Rich Dad Poor Dad sessions, you know, things like that. I was listening to motivational speaking and things like that. Um, I was getting more into the word as well. So your journey to becoming never stops at that ultimate goal. Oftentimes, you have to prepare yourself. Basically, you may have to alter your behavior. You may have to alter your mannerism. You may have to alter how you move. Let me tell you something. Successful people are moving different. Successful people are moving different. Take a day, go to the library. Go to the library and just take time and people watch and start seeing who's showing up at the library and how many books that they're taking. Make a pattern on going to the library for two, three straight weeks and, and you will notice that the same people that are coming to the library continuously come and are exchanging old books for new books. Now ask yourself, how often are you going to the library to notice those things? You're missing out on things that successful people are doing. All it takes is small effort of making yourself uncomfortable. Do things that you're not accustomed to doing that many people who are, who are becoming successful, who already are successful, have done. These are laid out there already for you to emulate. You know, that is what I started to do. I started going crazy off what are people doing that I'm not doing, right? I can't change my IQ level. I can't change my genetics. It is what it is. If you are good in mathematics, that's, all, that's, that's your strength. If you're not good in English or whatever it is, you just have to work on that. But focusing on your strength and understanding your weaknesses allows you to now say, okay, these are things I probably cannot change right now, but I can learn ways to get around these things so that I can get where I need to get by being savvy with your weaknesses and being forthgoing with your strengths. Savvy with your weaknesses, meaning that you don't allow your weakness to look like you. You can be weak in something, but your presentation shows that you know what you're doing. Like when you go to an interview, your CV might not be the best, but you got the interview. Why go into the interview looking like your CV based on how you talk, how you dress, and how you greet? If your CV is already looking some type of way, go there. Don't dress out, you know, outlandishly, but dress like you should. Less is more, but the details in the less that you're wearing shows that you came prepared, that you knew what you're doing. A well-creased suit, a well-tied tie, 
and a, a discreet pocket knife, pocket uh, piece, will show them that this person took time and pre prepared for this interview. When you come in there and the way you shake the hand and the way you answer questions, the way you talk, is what is selling when you get through that door. Now, the person will look at your CV and will be shook and say, this dude, from what I got, sounds like he can go through this journey here at where we, um, at, the, at this job over here. But his CV is, is somehow, these things are, you can't change it, but if you're showing them at that moment that you you have you 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 can you if you're showing them at that moment that you're qualified based on appearance, they can put you in position to enhance what you don't already have. That's the, the, the what I'm trying to say with this is that don't look like your situation. Always find a way to look like where you're trying to go into. Before you become a doctor, start saying I'm a doctor. It sounds a way. For example, there are people who start who, who will start buying baby things before they even get pregnant. Why? Because they're already anticipating in their mind they're preparing for that. You can't tomorrow wake up and say, I want to get married. If you're not preparing yourself years into that, meaning that start looking into areas of your life that will not allow you to grow with somebody if you're selfish. Start understanding what you're most selfish about. And start saying, I need to be less selfish in this area. In order for me to have this in my life, I need to sacrifice some of these. And it's going to take time to alter these behaviors. So that's all we're doing in life. We're preparing ourselves for the big part of our journey. Benjamin just spoke about college, getting a pharmacy. While in pharmacy, he's still going to conferences, stretching areas, you know, that he's good at. Getting himself this, you know, you know, full frame to be able to actually get to the pinnacle. Pharmacy is not going to be the pinnacle of what he's about. You can't be selling drugs every single day or whatever that entails. Every day It's not fulfilling to what you're called to do. But while you're in there, it's giving you stability and you've gone through hardship to get that. That you know now you can do whatever it is that you want to do. The message that we are pushing today in the community is that we want people to start looking this way. I know not everybody's going to be fortunate to be able to get such an education, but also know that while you're shooting that shot to that goal, there are things already set out there as concrete levels, things that could allow you to leverage up so that you don't have to focus on jumping the highest, when you can put something to allow you to now just jump and get it. And that foundation that you have to lay is going to take early onset hard work. You want to go to the NFL, you want to go to the league. Back in middle school and high school, you needed to stay busy every summer. That's where it starts. You got to continuously lay that foundation. And that allows you to shoot your shot. But you can't sit there dreaming and saying, I'm going to go here, but you're not going to summer camps. You're not hanging with the right people. You're wasting time doing other things that people who are getting in trouble are doing and still thinking that your talent is going to get you there. We hear all the time people who do make it, but because they never worked on their behavior, they lost it. But if you attach discipline 
Regardless if you make it or not, that discipline that you learned, that you got while you were trying to pursue that goal, you can take it and to get to somewhere else. I'm talking about myself right now. I wanted to go to the league. I wanted to do all these things. But I learned discipline through sports. It allowed me when I got to college to remain disciplined. Then I got the then when I entered medical school, I applied the same thing to allow me to get there. Some people may be smarter than me, but the tools that I got from playing sports from home allow me to leverage in areas I was weak at. But to be able to say, I'm going to apply these things that I learned from doing these things into my education to allow me to see a different perspective that others don't see. It enhanced my test taking skills. Why? Because I saw different things that were still taking me to the same goal as everybody else. That's what we try to talk about in this message, this first message today, is that you will go through pain. You will go through moments where you're going to have doubt. But what you need to keep your eyes set upon is that when you're in pain, when you look over your shoulder or you turn to the other corner, there's always going to be a promise. But you see that it takes effort from you to veer that way. That's the that's that's the point we're trying to set. That's the message, that effort that is going to require to get there. And it starts with you. But, you know, we're blessed to be here. I'm blessed to be able to put this session in. And we're blessed to have Benjamin. You know, he has given you guys a lot of volume today. You know, I'm going to ask Benjamin to basically recap and drop five major gems that he can say has gotten him to this point and then we can close and allow you guys to take and attach to what you're doing you may be at your success now but like we said we can always learn more so benjamin tell us give us five ultimate gems that has gotten you to this point your greatest gems that you pocket uh we can start with uh the fact that the person who knows everything knows nothing hmm. if you know everything you have missed the first rule of humility. That's what you miss if you think you know everything. Like we said before, there's always somebody that's better. There's always somebody that's faster. There's always somebody that's stronger. There's always somebody that's smarter. You know, and that's not how you're going to get ahead. Getting ahead is, has nothing to do with your perception of of um, being better than the person to your to your left or your right. You need to stay in your own lane. Take what you have in front of you. Work on that, and not worry about necessarily trying to oversee others by by showboating or, or any of the such you know those who are humble come ahead in life the meek will inherit the earth that's out of the bible there's some truth to that you know there's some situations where people that aren't necessarily the most quaint do get ahead you know they there's a circumstance but at the end of the day everything comes full circle and as long as you stay in your own lane and just be the best person you can be and recognize that there's always room for you to grow you will be successful. I can guarantee you do that. That's uh, number one. All right. So I will also say that you shouldn't let somebody's failures predestined in your own. Um, very rarely when people tell you what you can do, they always want to tell you what you can't do. And a lot of times they want to tell you what you can't do because they couldn't do it themselves. And that kind of ties back into um, that com comparison to others and so forth. The fact of the matter is, Everybody is capable of different things, and you have lost the moment you believe. We talked about that square. The moment you don't believe, you're already lost. 
And even if it's a very improbable situation where you might come out on top, you have to have faith. Faith is one of the most powerful forces on this planet. Faith has driven people to do great, great, great things for the world. It's also driven people to do terrible things. But that's a polarized spectrum, all powered by faith. Uh, one thing I'm actually working on, particularly right now, um, a principle that's kind of guiding a lot of my behavior lately is uh, not let, not being a slave to the dollar and letting the, the dollar be my slave. You need to, you're going to get that capital and um, you can either, you know, let it sit. People, a lot of people believe in saving and, and spending money here and there, budgeting. But at the end of the day, you know, uh, if I take my, my $1,000 and I put it in a, in a safe and come and find it in 20 years, that $1,000 is going to be worth less. I would say the richest people in this country have very little savings. Their money is liquid. Their money is moving into things accruing in value, things that are making more money for them. And it's making so much for them that they don't have to be concerned with the, the monotony of a nine to five. They don't have to be concerned with getting paychecks cut to them. And even though most of us are working class, we too can achieve that status because we can believe and we can learn and we can have that discipline, okay? We can, we can refer to that square. We might not have the gifts, you know, but that's not always the way to get ahead. First, you have to believe that you can do it and look into how you can invest your time, your money, your energy to get out of the, the box, if you will, the, the monotony of a nine to five. Because a lot of times people don't like waking up, going to their job, having their manager being on their neck. Once you can get away from that and, and money is no longer the biggest of your concerns, you can start exploring those other interests and start doing the things you want to do and not the things that you have to do. Let's see. Uh, we'll say that don't confuse movement with progress. Those are two different things. Just because you're moving a lot doesn't mean you're necessarily going forward. You need to be efficient in your energy expenditure. If there's something that is not worth you getting stressed out over and is not conducive to your cause, you need to know when it needs to go to the side, when you need to invest less in it, when you need to focus on what you need to focus on so that you can move forward and be better than the person you were yesterday, like we talked about before, instead of just moving laterally. There's a lot of lateral movement we do, you know, but without actually moving vertically, without moving up and down. And we need to be able to discern the difference between the two so that we can move forward. I will say this too, uh, the immovable object wins the collision with the unstoppable force. There's, a, there's an old adage saying that uh, who wins a question in the sword. It's who wins the collision between the immovable object and the unstoppable force. Well, I, I'm here to tell you today that the immovable object wins. And by that, I mean that it's defensive living. Defensive living is, is sometimes frowned upon. Some will say that you need to be aggressive to get ahead, which makes sense. But a lot of times, the people that end up shooting themselves in the foot can avoid those situations by just living defensively. A lot, you, a lot of times you don't need to be LeBron James. You don't have to drop 40 points, have 20 rebounds, 13 assists. Sometimes all you got to do is, is, is be James Posey in the 2008 finals. Do not turn the ball over. That's it. Sometimes when you don't turn the ball over, that's more than enough. You can still maintain and, and get by where you are instead of the person who tried to do too much and, and fell short and ruined everything for themselves. So... Do not be the aggressor. There's times where in life where you need to be aggressive, and there's times I've even learned where, well, I would say naturally I'm a good a mix of the both, but sometimes I, I would come off strong about a situation, but I had to learn that it's literally not worth my time. 
I'm doing more damage by being forward with it. And I had to realize when is the time to be forward and when is the time to concede and have that humility. Because at the end of the day, you may know what it is. You may know the truth. You may know that's something that's wrong. But you have to also recognize that you can actually aggravate a situation, make it worse by not being humble and not being able to accept that that there's no way that this is you're going to be able to make it out of this situation and, and come out with a quote-unquote win. Your win is actually in letting that person have their way, succeeding, uh, you know, de- deferring to them in a, in, a, in a sense, because you know at the end of the day, over here, you have your your your, your main investment in energy. You have your, you're winning over here. You're not going to win everywhere, you know, but not, it's not necessarily true that if you're not winning, that you're losing. You can not win and still not lose. It's just more so of a, this is not worth it. So live defensively, my friends. A lot of times people out here are at bars and yeah, people will drink alcohol and, and, and start getting in fights and Next thing you know, they can't get admissions to a program they want to get into because they have a record. And they, just because they wanted to be a, a macho man and, and, and somebody looked at them funny, somebody might have said something smart and they, they gave them an uppercut right in the middle of U Street. That's, it's not worth it. You know, you have to be able to put that aside. You have to have that discipline. We talked about the discipline before. Have the discipline and say, you know what? I'm good. You know, you've got it. I can walk away from this. Because I tell you this right now, a lot of cats aren't even fighting anymore. They're going to the trunk and they're grabbing something dangerous. You see what I'm saying? And at what point is losing your life more important than than uh, making sure you come out of a verbal dispute on top? It's not worth it. Live your life defensively. The movable object does win. So there we we have it there, folks. As that five in depth gems. So I hope you guys really um, absorbed the discussion that we had today. What we're talking about is from pain to progress, from becoming to became. And that's the whole essence of this movement. And we want you to understand that it's not about what it looks like. It's about what it feels like. That's the keyest thing that I'm providing here as doctor's message, that it's not about what it looks like. It's about what it feels like. So identify where it is that you want to go and do everything in your power to get there. Thank you for tuning in today on this session.